0: Good evening i like the background already off the bat looking nice nice aesthetics nice
1: this is the new studio so uh i just recently moved myself so it's not exactly where it needs to be yet but uh it's a work in progress
2: yeah, i'm liking it michael it's looking good bud
0: thank you agreed agreed I, i'm moving myself i'm right in the process this will be the last time you'll see this wall behind me hopefully i'll have some creative stuff going in next couple of weeks looks nice though man welcome you guys to the show thank you guys we got michael and mark today with the player 54 podcast great crew been following these guys for a while now back when I was still just an xFL fan um a lot of a lot of episodes guys what
1: are you on episode 84 now is what I got is that correct it's what just dropped yeah it's crazy mark I mean you've been on 14 I think is when 14 episodes
2: about 14. Yeah. So, you know, you got to give credit to Michael there, uh, you know, sticking with this weekend and week out and really getting the content out there. It's uh, pretty incredible that he's able to to do that. So he does. He does definitely the bulk of the work.
0: My yes, sir. I mean, <laughs> hey, it, it, it is what it is. It's, we all do it for the love. So I understand perfectly. Believe me, um, I've only been on this ground for a short time. So I've got much respect for guys like y'all that have been pursuing it for quite a bit. Well,
1: go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, you're good. You're good. Let's get back to you guys towards the end. We want to talk more about you right now. Let's just flash forward to some XFL stuff, you know, just basic things that have went on. I'm sure you guys are all aware. Uh, We got the showcase events that just passed by. Now um, we got the combine coming up also. I'm going to pull this up on the screen so people can see it at the house. Um, Guys, while I'm doing that, I mean, any thoughts on the Combine so far? Just St. Louis, Washington in general? I mean, I've got a few points, but I don't have anything, you know, fine-tuned.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, it's it's great to see them have these in the cities, right? In their, in the host uh, town, you know, the cities like Washington, D.C. and St. Louis um, to really be able to promote the, the XFL and the teams there. So I think it's great that they're doing that. Um, you know, it's a little bit different than kind of having one in Hawaii and, um, you know, whatnot. And I know they got a couple of them that are, you know, outside of the, you know, the cities that uh, they play in, but um, I'd like to see that. And, and that's a great addition to them progressing during the off season. Agreed, agreed.
1: Yeah, I mean, as far as these showcases, it's very important. You know, it's one thing to find talent and do it behind closed doors. It's another thing to, you know, kind of do it so that we know that it's happening, which I think is very important for any alternative professional football league because of the stigma or the history hasn't always been on any of the league sides. You know, there were, most of them did not get past year one. If they got year two or three, then okay. But it's kind of, one of those things they, they need – to show that they are business as usual, right? And because we have so many people that latch on to every little bit of negative information and they're putting nails in the coffin already. So I think it's very important to see business as usual and that's what it is, it's football. And these are football activities and that's what matter, not announcing new partnerships and whatnot, which are still good, but it's the football that matters and that's what's really good to see these events happening.
2: Well you know, just to, to add on here a little bit, these these showcases help obviously with talent, right? And trying to find talent and and to kind of give people that aren't gonna get that opportunity to showcase their skills. Another thing they do though is is they kind of create the a fan base a little bit of the people that go to these showcases, right? They're going to be interested in what the XFL does after this. They're going to be interested in, hey, did the guy next to me get a tryout or, you know, that guy looked really good and and maybe they see him play. So this gets the XFL out there person-to-person marketing it, you know, and it could create a fan base because these people love football. You know, they're trying out for it. So they're going to also probably consume the content. So I think it's it's great to have these on, on both ends, right? Looking for talent, but then also growing their fan base with this. It, it may not be, you know, reaching a million people, but person by person, every year, that kind of grows a little bit. And these are young, young, influential, you know, young men that are trying out. So I think it it served a couple of purposes uh, that we don't just quite see, right?
0: understood understood yeah i mean in st louis you saw a big big community involvement i know a lot of the fan groups x fan show they were bigly involved in what was going on there just supporting the guys i know one of the tailgates fed the guys as well um i found that was pretty interesting uh in terms of dc i'm sure they had something similar but i mean i just didn't hear about it and i can't find anything so uh, let me find this
2: back to and and it was was with with St. Ahead, too, sorry, With St. Louis too, sorry, man. With St. Louis, it was great to see AJ McCarron um, you know, be the face again of he, he's probably gonna become one of the faces of this league. And um it was great to see him there talking to the, the participants and really kind of marketing the XFL. So they're use, they're leveraging what they have um you know already inside the XFL. Um, to, To kind of promote it And then he did you know there were a couple Social media interviews I saw with him And there may have been some local Interviews with him as well so It was great to see him promote the XFL as well
0: Yeah he was highly involved and he had some Pretty good like motivational speeches there That they clipped together that sounded. I mean he was into it He also had a youth camp I saw some highlights from that I'm not sure if that was a similar time or at the Same date but it seemed pretty interesting From just looking at it
2: again, you're, you know, if these players are participating with youth camps and they're in the XFL, you're building a fan base, one person at a time, right? One, one kid at a time. And, and that's how you build a a base here. And that's how you build a league and a fan base. It just doesn't happen overnight. Like everybody thinks it does, right? It's, it's person by person, you know, one city block by city block, you know, that's how you build it.
0: Yes, sir. Community engagement is going to be real big for the success of this. No doubt. Going forward, guys, I mean, did you have any participant numbers? I was trying to find like any kind of official media stuff about this. Just curious.
1: Yeah, the St. Louis Battlehawks Twitter account posted that there were 300 participants. Awesome. But let's kind of reel this back a little bit. I don't want to go to negative town, but uh, this, if we just take a look... Everything but Atlanta and St. Louis actually sold out as far as participants. So according to reports, and even the XFL themselves, they were reporting someplace between 75 and 100 empty spots that appear not to have been utilized. At St. Louis anyway, I don't know what that number actually was at, at Atlanta. But everything else, if you look at the schedule moving forward, is sold out. So that's encouraging. It just seems like unfortunately there were some missed opportunities for several players that are always looking for that that platform, that opportunity just to showcase themselves. It's unfortunate. Understood. I mean, there was
0: a cost associated with this. I mean, absolutely. It, it, so I mean, I read about it. You you got reimbursed upon getting entry to the actual XFL. But I mean, that's a lot of money for a normal average Joe who's just working trying to make it, especially right now. It's understandable.
1: Well, I think the dollar amount does seem like a hurdle for some people that I, I talk or chat back and forth in my Same. DMs all the time with players. And they're always looking for, what do I have to do? And I'm always sharing information. And this is stuff that people don't see, you know, mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. social media or, you know, in a podcast, on a video cast, this, the work that we're doing to help players behind the scenes. And I'm always telling them there's a fee. And I, I know that some of these guys are sleeping on the couches of friends right now. They don't have their own place, but they're grinding, they're working. Yes, sir. And it's difficult. But anything worthwhile is going to be difficult. And the league is only putting this dollar amount there. And obviously it's tied to ANC as well, because they just don't want any average person rolling up on a bicycle like, hey, I'm here, with, I'll catch a couple balls today. They want people that have actually been training that legitimately think they have a, a shot. And like any one of us, we put and we invest into our professional careers in a way to be able to continue to feed ourselves and house ourselves and clothe ourselves. Right. So in some way I think the XFL is like, this is kind of something what you have to do in order to try to be that professional. So bad stigma, maybe, but um I think it's kind of necessary just to make sure you don't have some random guy would be like, you know what, I can go try for that. So I'm getting off the couch today. I'm just going go there and see what I could do. You know, I get it. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: You know, I mean, I, I've heard it as well. I mean, some of these, I mean, most of these guys are driving in and having to stay as well. So, I mean, I, I've actually heard some of the same comments. I'm sorry, Mark, go ahead.
2: No, absolutely. Uh, it reminds me of when I was trying to break into, uh, you know, coaching as well. I mean, I would go to clinics and, and find, you know, tell somebody else, hey, can I stay in your room? You know, I'll sleep on the floor, you know, I'll, I'll be quiet, you know, and things like that. So, I mean, I've done it, uh, when I was a graduate assistant, I, you know, coach, I, I you know, I slept on a futon for two years, you know, so, I mean, sure. you, you make sacrifices, you, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into a little bit. Um, yeah. And, and tell me this, um, you know, I don't know if either one of you know this, what about agents? Are agency, you know, are the agents covering some of the costs sometimes for these players if they're sure. you know close to being in there?
0: I'm sure i've I've heard a few I've heard a few mention agents, but I don't know
1: the actual legitimacy of you know what's going on. You know, this time around, I'm not aware uh, with those conversations. I know with the first set of showcases leading up to 2023 season, there were some players that shared that the agencies were kind of helping them with opportunities, finding the opportunities to participate in. So there wasn't necessarily a financial commitment. There were some that were actually putting together training opportunities where they were getting them trainers and whatnot. So I think it's, it's a mixed bag when it comes to that. I don't know if they're taking care of hotels, flights, because you know, I won't get into sharing names, but some of the guys said they were hundred percent on their own flights and hotels and stuff. So I think it's probably more of them are on their own. Uh, maybe the agents are helping them facilitate the paperwork and trying to make sure they got all the right film and stuff to, to get into these events. But I think there's very few that probably are getting assistance and probably because this is not NFL money. So I, I can understand that. And the agents probably might be a little bit more leery actually pointing up money on something that's probably not as much of a return on investment. No doubt. No doubt.
0: Well, guys, what what do you think about the combine? Have you heard any big names that we should look out for there? I mean, anything that anybody that's worthwhile that we should really be watching and paying attention to?
1: Okay, I'll I'll go. So today, the X Man <laughs> Show had Lakobe Tucker, awesome the left tackle out of Missouri Southern State University. My understanding is this guy is a beast in every sense of the word, beast. I mean his his reach is 7 1.25 something like that. I guess he, he can essentially just manhandle people. How somebody like this did not get to the national football league tryouts is, is sitting here at an XFL showcase is um, just really baffling. And I know I'm kind of taking the low-hanging fruit here, but you know, we don't have a whole lot of people that we know that are in the combine yet. As far as we're learning that this time around, they are inviting some people on site, on scene, as they're seeing these guys, like you're at the combine. And my understanding is about eight players were already committed to going to the combine here. In, what just a couple of weeks? So, I mean, that's good to know. Where last time around, last year, we weren't necessarily seeing that, we didn't know that everything was a little bit more hush, but now we're seeing things, so it's a little bit more encouraging. I just like to know who some of these other players are. I mean, you've seen some players and sharing their invites, um, that screenshots of them, like Aaron Nelson and whatnot, guys that I didn't know previously, and that's good to see. I mean, it's easy to get a little excited about some guys. I mean, and I'll get into a little bit later, but Aaron Nelson's my guy. And anyone doesn't know, we don't really know each other, but he's been on the show a few times. I can't help but root for a guy like that. And um, understood. you know, that's, that's what this is all about guys to have opportunities one way or another. So
0: understood that's how I am with Jeremiah Spicer. I mean, he'll be back Sunday after the combine or the showcase. I'm sorry to discuss how it went. So that should be a pretty good interview. Um, He's a good one to really, I hope he makes it where he wants because the man's working.
2: So with the combine, I mean, I've, I've seen some people like Michael said, you know, share their invite on social media and I think they're encouraged to do that. Um, because we all know the, you know, the promotion and just little by little, right, getting content out there, uh, and it's free to the XFL for them to share that, right? So they probably yourself. tell them, hey, go ahead and share it on your social media. I think the interesting thing is going to be, you know, during the season, right, or during training camp when there's, you know, I don't know what the odds are of making a team and getting some playing time, but I'm hoping that, you know, they – are able to, there's a, you know, hopefully there's a handful of players that will be able to make some rosters and have an impact. And I think it's important for the broadcast to be able to share that story. Right. Agreed. So to encourage people to continue to come to these things. So I think you're going to see some, you know, a handful of players, you know, make rosters because of that, because if you're having these showcases and then nobody's getting to a final roster, right. Uh, you're really not, it's really not doing the trick. So I think that's going to be the interesting thing in, in 2024 when, when we see that and hopefully the broadcast and hopefully the content will, you know, that's put out by the XFL will, will share their stories and what they had to go through kind of like they did with Cole McDonald, right? You know, they, they kind of showed that one and and how he went through the showcase and, and his story. So That's really where the gold is for the league in these. Um, But uh, this, like I said, though, it it definitely builds a fan base and gets, gets things still moving on social media every month, right? You want to have some type of event that's happening that people are promoting.
0: Yes, sir. Trend something, you know, keep it going. It definitely is necessary. The social media aspect was huge in season. It's, it's tipped off now, you know, because we're off season, but, few more months it'll be back rolling
1: it's a long off season though it's a (laughs) lot of content they gotta you know keep grinding and and crafting to get it out there so i mean mark's right you just got to keep dropping something and if players are going to do it for you potential players whoever it is going to be every little bit helps obviously uh alternative news outlets whether it's you know podcasts and whatnot we all help but it it does come down to the league has got to be very strategic and they just can't take their eye off off the prize, and they got to keep people engaged because uh, there's so much going on. And in competition, right? We just saw the USFL finish its season, and you know, obviously, there's been some words that have gone one way versus another. It's it's competitive, right? And it's something the league has to keep an eye on. You just can't take anybody for granted because. Obviously, everyone from 2020 did not come back and sit in the seats for 2023. So they got to work, and marketing is going to be part of it, whether it's social media or spending a little bit more money and, and getting a little crafty at how to stretch those dollars without spending too much.
2: Well, they, you know, I know we're getting a little bit off topic here, but, you know, when it comes to content and the, you know, NFL season coming up, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if those broadcasts mention, you know, you know, Ben DiNucci, you know, played in the XFL and, you know, did this. And um, especially if it's on Fox or NBC. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. You know, ESPN will and ABC will will put that out there. So it'll be interesting to see that in that regard. And then that also gives the XFL, you know, obviously more content during preseason, during camps. You know, how are these guys doing? Are they making rosters and and then you know, kind of watching them as the season goes on, so um they they're getting they're building right it's a building process, and I hope you know they're really they overhauled the marketing department, so hopefully it's uh it it's gonna continue to to keep rolling here a little bit
0: i oh, yeah, I think the changes made were necessary and and the changes that have they've hired on so far have been good in my opinion so that's off topic, so <laughs> I could get. Sorry, on that I get.
2: I do that a lot, Matthew. Michael so, deals with me all the time. I'll, I'll go off a topic on a rant, so um, you know we I'll have a story. So get ready for it; it's coming, right, Michael? Oh, I enjoy oh, it.
0: It's it's a good it's a good time. I know this is. I don't know how many episodes I've done now, but my third episode in, we did like a three hour podcast, and I swore never again. <laughs> the longest three hours of editing of
1: my life uh. but isn't that kind of how this just goes yes. you know you think it's gonna be just quick and easy and then before you know it takes a life of its own and then uh my then fiance now wife every once all reminds me she <laughs> goes you know you have a job this has turned into a full-time <laughs> job in and of itself where's the time for myself so totally yeah, understand it, it, no i get it it, it <laughs> takes a life of its own so i understand
0: well guys it's been good hey let's talk about real quick the ifl to xfl combine i know you've heard about that i'm gonna bring it up on the screen
1: yeah august 4th august 4th championship weekend yeah
0: in nevada it should be a good time uh curious to see who attends that i talked to cecil last night i'm sorry two nights ago and i mean he's injured but i'm sure he would be attending if not
1: how bad's his injury
0: Uh, he hurt his shoulder. He's fixed it. I think he tore his pec, or it was a minor tear. It's nothing major. It should be back rolling. He'll be back going probably July, late July, August, something like that.
1: I might be able to participate if it's August 4th.
0: Basically he's, he's looking forward to just doing something. I mean, he's a good guy to talk to as well. If you guys haven't spoke with him. Um, I had the pleasure.
1: Yeah, I did. So, yeah, I totally agree. Somebody like him, his story as well is just another one of a player to get behind just wanting to see him succeed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So yeah. What, what do you think guys, is this going to actually open up some
0: opportunity for some players? I mean, I know we announced, they announced this in October, like it says in 2022, I remember, but nothing really came out of the announcement. Um, so this is the first I've really
1: heard of anything. And it's pretty good to see it. Well, I think it has to be good. I think the announcement, whether we got anything out of it initially or not, Encourage players to go the IFL route. No doubt. Playing is good, right? So many times we see players that are just stuck into this mindset it's NFL or bust, or now that's okay, maybe I'll play in the XFL or USFL, CFL, or it's bust. But there are a plethora of leagues now that playing is what's important. Continuing to get coaching. And it doesn't even matter if you're over in the ELF, there's guys that still have ties to coaching in the National Football League for a time or two. That's what's important is to start to get into what are what's the next level looking for. IFL this avenue to play now opens up a combine that maybe you couldn't participate in before. That's what matters. Playing, getting film, getting coaching and the opportunity to be in front of XFL coaches and talent evaluators. So I mean, I think this is a huge deal. I'm I'm surprised that other indoor leagues don't have similar things set up. And maybe that's something that the U.S. have on. I know this is an XFL show, but this is opportunity. I mean, there's so many arena leagues and, heck, more are ready to launch here in a little bit with yep, the yep. AFL coming back. So, you know, sky's the limit.
2: Yeah, I think this this goes with their philosophy of not leaving any stone, stone unturned, right? They are going to find the talent that they need to uh, put on the field to put a good product on. And that can come out of indoor, you know, football leagues, uh, the IFL, probably the arena and and the ones that, you know, Michael mentioned here. So I think this helps also promote what, you know, Danny Garcia says a lot about the football ecosystem, right? And helping that whole football ecosystem grow, And get opportunities. So I like this. And one of the reasons I like it is because their season runs until the end of July, right? Now it's after the season. It's exclusive to them that are playing in this league. So their film obviously is going to be evaluated. Probably Um, this also helps XFL get game film on the, you know, the arena um, and talk to their personnel people and really create that relationship with that. So, and it, like Michael said, it's another avenue that a player can take, right? You know, maybe, maybe they didn't go to college and, you know, they're a good athlete and somebody sees them out there and they said, Hey, come on, come on and try out. So, um, you know, I'm a little, um, for instance, uh, the, you know, my alma mater where I got my undergraduate degree, Corey Robinson's the head coach of the green Bay blizzard. And he went to Lakeland, you know, as well. So, I mean, there's, there's, you know, fun to watch people get those opportunities to do that. But I think it, it fits with what the XFL is saying. And then they're doing it, you know, really creating that football ecosystem and really taking a look at anybody, you know, not anybody, but everybody that is playing, you know, um, you know, in an alternative league.
1: I agree. <laughs> I think Matt's
0: muted,
2: Matt, Are you muted?
0: Oh yeah. That was a, f- that was a fudge up. My bad guys. Yeah, I was saying uh the IFL is pretty electric. It's a good time watching it on TV. I mean, on the internet. They actually have a show that they'll play every week. Um, just keeping up with all the games. I thought it was pretty good. Like I said, checking out the stats of some of these guys, it's they've got some really good stats, especially defensively. I mean, a lot of tackles, a lot of action going on. So I thought it was entertaining. There's in,
2: in the indoor league, it's a lot of plays right. It's fast paced, a lot of plays. Um, And, you know, again, if somebody makes it and contributes, you know, it's a, it's a great story. So, I mean, I think this is a good relationship. Uh, You know, I'm not, you know, real deep into the indoor leagues, but I think anytime you can take somebody who wants to play professional football and get a little, you know, make a little bit of money on doing it, you know, go ahead and take a look at them.
1: Yep. Agreed. I completely agree. I don't watch a whole lot of it, but I do tend to watch the IFL more than the other leagues. And that's not because of the partnership. It just happens to be a bit ironic that they announced something, but it's just how it has been for the past few years. But um, yeah, I'm not super, you know, invested into it. The thing when I look at statistics, I try to look at it a little bit different because it's a slightly different game. And uh, I don't know how I necessarily correlate how that would transition to back to the outdoor game, but a high performer is typically a high performer. Someone that's doing well against their peers is somebody that stands out. And, exactly. you know, a quarterback being able to read whatever the situation is. And I know we always go back to the sexy positions is what Mark and I always say. It's the sexy <laughs> position. The offense, the offensive side of the ball is always the, the sexy side of the ball. And we get into it, but like, Things like that do translate. I just can't say how it all translate translates just by looking at statistics.
0: Understood, understood. I feel like that's just something that's going to have to happen. It may take a few years, but we keep rolling with the spring alternative leagues and, and nothing gets shut down. That, we'll see that more be more evident, and I'm sure thing, people and things will start partnering together. Should be a good time. But, guys, anywho, I guess that's all the XFL stuff I want to talk about. Let's talk about you two. Um, You know, I've tried to do a little research on you, and I've listened to some of your old shows, and and i learned a little bit. But I really just want to hear from you two, okay? So I'm going to ask you a few questions. uh, Just see what you think. Uh, Nothing major, nothing bad. Um, First off, I just want to say, like I said, great show you guys have, Player 54 Podcast. Been listening for a while. Um, it's part of the reason I got motivated, started doing this myself. So appreciate you guys, much respect. <clears throat> well, I Seriously. appreciate the kind words. Thank you. Uh, what can you tell me? Let's let's just start with you, Michael. Then we'll go to Mark. Uh, let's just hear about your backgrounds a little bit. Where'd you come from? Uh, what what made you get to this point in life where
1: where you're pursuing this? So I live in Florida, but I'm originally from Western New York. Um, so I was a three-port, you know, three-sport athlete in high school. We did not have football when I was in oh, high no. school, so I was a soccer player, and eventually went on to play soccer in college. And I captained my team. We won a conference championship. Blah blah blah. We're not here to talk about soccer, I get it. So. <laughs> but I was always a sports person. You know, played plenty of sports. Continue to play sports even as a, you know a young man out of college. Played in men's leagues, whatever it was. And, uh, but my love for the XFL or, you know, football in general has always been since my youth. And when I was in college is when the first XFL kicked off and we were like, wait, we're going to football all year round. Everybody was so gravitated towards it. And we can talk about what the first iteration of the XFL was or was not. And everyone has their own opinion. I get it, but we had football and we, even as college students treated it as if every Game was the Super Bowl. Somehow we ponied up money for pizza. Of course, there was an adult beverage or two included in there. Uh, But, you know, we really got into it one way or another. So, you know, I being from New York and going to school just outside of Syracuse, New York, I decided to follow the Hitman. So, the Hitman, if you see behind me, got a couple jerseys here behind me. So, that was my team. So, ever since then, you know, I I was always a football guy. I was a Syracuse University uh, season ticket holder. You know, I loved attending games. I love watching whether TV, in-person, whatever it might be. So fast forward to 2020. Hey, the XFL's back. I, as an established adult, I'm buying season tickets. I'm driving four hours one way from Syracuse down to, you know, the Met Life. I was going to say the Meadowlands, but, you know, it's Met Life. And, uh, you know, that got ripped out from underneath us. But I was just committed to it. And so that's kind of, you know su football it's, it's a heartbreak but xfl i guess i can hire it kind of break your heart it's here gone here well it's back now so but yeah that's kind of that's that's my whole love and you know i've been following the league ever since day one day two and now third iteration
0: here we are here we are
1: Go,
2: Mark. yes yeah so uh my stories uh can be pretty interesting a little bit i guess um I, I do reside, in, you know, in the Chicago suburbs, uh, currently, but I grew up an hour South of, uh, Green Bay. So I am an avid Packers fan. And, uh, you know, when you live in Wisconsin on Sundays and, you know, Packers Sundays, things shut down and things get slow. So, um, everything is about that game. So, uh, we attended a lot of games as, as a as a kid and, um, I really grew to, you know, love the game. Uh, you know, obviously I, I played through high school and then I, um, you know, I coached at for 18 years, I coached youth football. Um, I would work with high school kids during the summer while I did that. And then I decided I wanted to do it, you know, for a living and, uh, spent nine years coaching at division three and NAIA level of college football. So, um, I've coached, like I tell Michael, I'm, I'm an offensive coach so I've coached every position on offense. Uh, so that's where we, a lot of our focus is on that sometimes, uh, because of that. Uh, but, uh, you know, one of the reasons, you know, for the love of the XFL was when I was a kid, you know, in the eighties, right. We, we had the USFL for a couple of years and I do recall being about, you know, seven, eight years old and, Asking my dad, "What is this?" And I remember Doug Flutie and Herschel Walker and and uh, Jim Kelly. So I, I do remember those games a little bit. So when in two thousand one when it kicked off, I was like, "This is gonna, this is great." Um, however, I wasn't the biggest fan of it in two thousand one. Uh, I think just um, I didn't maybe I wasn't a fan of the production. You know, I, I heard going to the games was great. You know, but, you know, I wasn't maybe as the biggest fan. So when it came back in in 2020 and they really were focused on the football, right? It was more about that than it was the, you know, entertainment side of it, I'd say. I, and they kind of rebranded everything. I watched every single game and, you know, for the, the five weeks they were, and I've watched them probably two or three times on YouTube already. You know, um, I really, really enjoyed the pace of play. I enjoyed the innovations with the the microphones and the speakers and the helmets. I think that's great. Um, the The kickoff rule, I thought that was great. You know, with the you know with some of the leagues struggling sometimes with the you know that being a play. So, um, I thought you know in 2020, I was like maybe I should start a podcast. You know, kind of talking about this. Um, And then, you know, in 2023 here, right before the season started, uh, you know, Michael reached out. So um, it's been fun. I, I, I like the league. Um, I think it's done exactly what they've wanted to do uh, football ecosystem wise. Right. And, you know, they're going to continue to build and it, it takes time to build that. And, you know, the, the negative news that comes out, you know, you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt. There's always going to be people trying to pull things down when you're trying to build things up. So, but yeah, uh, just, you know, love talking about the games, love the players, love talking about the coaches, you know, and um, I think that's something that sometimes, you know, people kind of don't have that insight of what's maybe going on on the sidelines and things like that, or in a locker room or in a meeting room or, you know, making personnel decisions. So I try to bring that insight you know, to, to our podcast and contribute there.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Appreciate that. Appreciate it. Hey, Michael, I'm going to ask you, I mean, what brought about the creation? I mean, what actually made you say, Hey, I'm going to sit down and make player 54.
1: So for years, I always had an interest to get into podcasting for whatever reason, time was never really right. Right. You got to have time in your life to be able to commit to something. And when 2020, you know, essentially came to a halt, you know, it kind of left, you know, what could have been. And what a lot of us anticipated was the right relaunch. They were set up to be successful. wasn't for the pandemic. So when it was announced that Danny Dwayne and Redbird Capital were buying it out, you know, through bankruptcy auction, it started to create a little bit more interest again. You know, and I've always listened to all, everyone else's shows that existed back then. Unfortunately, a lot of them did not withstand the test of time. I understand there was a big layoff and, you know, things happen in life. And, but I saw a, a kind of a, just a repetitive thing with the shows. They were more similar than they were different. And I know that we are in this niche of football fandom we need to broaden that niche, that, that segment of people. And I'm thinking there's a different way of doing this. And maybe my way is not all that much more different than other people think the other ones are, but I'm like, I'm a professional by day. You know, I've had my history in human resources and in, in the world of safety where things are dot your I's, cross your T's, you know, you deliver on a certain way and that's just the way it's gotta be. Well, I'm like, I could bring my, professional demeanor to a broadcast for somebody that might not want the kind of off the cuff. It's everything's, you know, a little bit more fun, which is nothing wrong. Cause I love that because personally I can, I, I jive with that as well, but I'm like, let's reach somebody different. Let's make it a little bit more, you know, straightforward to the point, get them the information. And I meant for it to be 20 minutes, 30 minutes at a time. But as we had previously mentioned, it takes a life of its own. And at first I wasn't going to do interviews and then the opportunity came with some interviews and it just kind of took off from there. So, you know, where does it go? I I don't know. Um, I never thought I'd be sitting here talking after my 84th episode and people having any interest in anything I had to say (laughs) or share, but I mean, it's interesting in how this just comes about because my level of commitment gets stronger with everyone that I interact with. And when I had the opportunity before the season came, I realized I had a, a big, massive void in my show because I'm not a football player or coach. I've always been a fan and I had to find somebody and that I kept digging and digging. And I'm like, and I didn't want what everyone thinks somebody should be. Because this is player 54, right? The players are the guys that have been castaways. The guys have been always under the radar, under the stone. And I'm thinking, I just kept going through. And Mark and I were following each other. And I'm like, you know what? He's exactly who I need. I mean, I was a D3 soccer player. He's coached D3, coached NAIA. He understands these players that are trying to get there. I'm not saying there's not division one players in the XFL, of course there are, but I'm like, this is the insight I want. Some way that his, it clearly wasn't for millions of dollars that Mark was coaching. I'm like, so I I reached out and I'm, I don't want to get into too much to take Mark's thunder, but I'm like, uh, you know, Mark have at it. I mean.
2: Yeah, it was, it was pretty surprising. I mean, I, you know, I, I've listened to a lot of content you know, with the XFL podcast. And, you know, when I was thinking of maybe starting one, I was like, well, what what would be different, right? And it would be to bring more of a different perspective of maybe, you know, what was happening, uh, you know, behind the scenes or during a decision and, you know, did they make a mistake doing that? Did they not, you know, was it a good fourth down, you know, time time to go for it? Or, you know, did they have a little time or, you know, did they play it conservative? And, and how you interact on the sideline and how you, you know, hold yourself says a lot about, you know, how your team plays and how they deal with things. So it was good to have, you know, insight in, into that. And, you know, I told, I tell Michael this all the time. And I told him right away when he reached out, I said, I I am not an expert. You know, I am an enthusiast and, you know, I really wanted to do this because I really like the league. I enjoy it. And, uh, you know, I thought, you know, with what, where they were going, I thought it would be good to get a good perspective uh, with that. So Um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that he reached out and, and we kind of worked some things out and I was able to, you know, kind of do the shows and, uh, you know, asked him if I could take a little bit of a break during, during the summer here. And, uh, you know, uh, but, uh, it's great to, uh, do it and I'm looking forward to, you know, adding more content out there and, and helping this, you know, this, this league and these players and these coaches and media people and personnel, people, anybody who's working for them, uh, you know, keep this thing going so that we have a, you know, successful spring football league.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, the positive stuff has to keep flowing. I I made the decision no more negative unless it's absolutely necessary going forward, especially when we're talking speculation. I mean that. So I, I, like I said, I respect you guys both because your information is factual and I mean you speak of what's happening. So that's why I listen. So. Thank you.
2: Well,
0: thank so, you. That's very great well. feedback. Thank you. <laughs> oh, no problem. Uh, so, guys, like in terms of the show, maybe maybe some stuff you've done in media. I'm not quite sure, but what what's the most enjoyable experience you've had? I, I can't, but that's all messed up let's not look at that (laughs) but what's the most enjoyable experience you've had michael you can start first i mean is it the actual podcast is it is it the creating of the the content is the you know editing like what exactly do you enjoy about it
1: it's not the editing (laughs) (laughs) sorry folks anyone that's thinking about doing a podcast it's not the editing um you know it's it's really interesting because What I thought it would be, I thought it would be the creation. I thought it would be attention to detail, working on things, that kind of grind. And it's how I am kind of in life. If I see something I want to do, I want to do it to the best of my ability. So I I thought that's what it was going to be. But when this took a life of its own, which it really has, connecting with players. And I mentioned Aaron Nelson, and that's what I, I had a feeling I'd have an opportunity to talk about him a little bit. I literally call him a friend, not just a guest. He's a friend of the show. So I've had the opportunity to have Aaron on a few times, and I would love to have him back on now that it looks like he's participating in the, the combine. Um, he was selected by the Houston Roughnecks back in the draft. And for those that are not familiar with Aaron at all, he played his collegiate ball at Delaware Valley State. That's Division Three. Players have an ex- extremely difficult path. Moving forward, they just don't have the film, and there's every stigma against them. Everyone wants that power five division one guy. Yep, he, he, if I remember correctly, when he first came on the show, he shared that he was 120 some pounds when he arrived at Del Val that as a wide receiver. That's tiny. I don't care what position, maybe you can get away with it in kicker if it was all leg muscle, but uh, wide receiver and to see him. And his name pop up on that draft by the Roughnecks. And it wasn't in the later rounds, you know, when it was just wide open, they could have, but he actually got picked up in the skill session. I could not help but be extremely excited for him. I mean, it's just to have learned his journey and to see the opportunity ahead that he had to go into training camp. It wasn't even broadcasting at that time, it's just the fact that I was a part of that journey. And I'm not saying I I made the difference in him being noticed because it's his work. He he attended the showcases, he did everything he had to do, but just to be a part of it, whatever small part I had, and I can relate being a D3 guy, because I know what those facilities look like. And I mean, Mark Mark could tell you the same thing as a coach, it's not the same facilities, you don't have the same meal uh in, in strength and condition they, we they try their best but i mean they, to see where he came from and how he even got up to 180 pounds and balked up and got noticed that's what it is so and i'm wishing him nothing but the best here you know seeing that he got this invite to the combine i mean and, um, and aaron if you're watching good luck man best of health and hopefully this time you actually get get the opportunity that you deserve great great appreciate that
0: yeah i mean that makes sense i could see that i mean regardless you're giving him exposure and you're getting to know him as a person and so far i've learned that's that's probably the best thing about this i mean even meeting you guys talking to you more this is this is the most this is more enjoyable than almost game time to me just getting in this this talking and hashing it out i mean the more we speak the better i know you so mark what do you think what what was your favorite memory or experience what what do you got
2: well with the with the show, I would say that uh, it it had to be the first episode because you know you're always kind of like, D- do I have enough to talk about? Can I express what I'm going to talk about um, quickly? And I felt we gave a perspective preseason that um I didn't hear anywhere else, really, you know, um going depth, you know going in depth with kind of the you know, where the coaches came from, where the offensive coordinators came from, the style of play that they came from. Um, You know, I, we, we talked about, you know, the roughnecks and, and, you know, Danucci and how he was probably going to thrive, you know, in, in June Jones's system, because June Jones just has a way to, to get quarterbacks to, to be able to see everything and, and make those plays. And, we talked about AJ and and um, and how they were kind of going to you know marry you know how that you know it's it's, it's a relationship and a, a marriage almost and if that doesn't work you know it's 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 not going to be very good and you saw that on some of the teams right um, with it so I mean um, Brandon Silver's. You know, we, I, I said preseason, I thought he was going to have a great season. I think he got derailed a little bit, but he came out of the gates on fire because he was finally in an offensive system that he ran in college. You know, uh, a little bit more of the air raid and a little bit of the run and shoot. So it was good to see that. And um, so I thought we we brought a perspective that really I didn't hear anybody else talking about. Um, and, you know, being able to get through that show, I mean, it's your first show. You're just trying to, you know, speak clearly and, uh, you know, have enough to talk about. And (laughs) as Michael found out throughout the season, you know, I wasn't, I'm, I'm, I'm never short for words. So, I mean, I was able to definitely fill some content there. So, um, that was a great experience. And then, you know, with the, with the XFL, you know, it was that first weekend, You know, you just felt it a little bit again. You got excited again about it. And I really like, you know, the schedule, the February to to April model um, or Maine because of the fact that, um, you know, it's cold here in February in in Chicagoland, you know, so I don't have a lot of things that I'm doing outside other than maybe going to, you know, kids basketball game in the morning or not. And then, you know, um, so I think um, that fit. Really well with kind of you know where I live and, and the lifestyle, so uh, it was always great to have a little bit more football on and, and watch the games and and to keep some interest. You know, I, I you know my sons will always ask, you know, who's playing, you know, and then they'll be like, oh, the Battle Haw- St. Louis Battle Hawks, and they try to match up the you know the the mascot with the team and and uh, things like that. So it it's been a good ride so far, and and hopefully we'll we'll continue it on
0: understood yeah that that was when we first started back with 3.0 uh my girlfriend and i we really that she's the one that kind of you know i I was shooting everything off her and she was helping me look things up and that's when it all started so i totally understand where you're coming from on that well guys what about your least favorite anything bad i mean any anything you get i mean it doesn't have to be detailed anything you feel like i'll tell you personally with the podcast i'll enjoy this live stream much better uh i feel like I have less errors, but at least I don't have to edit those errors after production. Because that, I mean, that's the most difficult part for me. But whatever you guys got, please share.
1: Well, if my wife watches this, I hope she's not taking this the wrong way. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Well, I I must say it was the week of our wedding. Because I I don't know how many people are, you know, really listening to my show or our show. Because Mark is a big part of it. I got married this year and there was a whole lot of juggling things and um, the week of the wedding, trying to juggle everything in the lead up to it and recording uh, let's just say it was more than a bit challenging and more than a bit hectic, but thankfully having Mark um, his flexibility really was a godsend. Um, You know, just, you know, you have a hotel room, the rooms, acoustics, the portable microphone Um, what people don't know is that we brought our dogs with us and you had to juggle it. I'm just, it was, it could have been a complete disaster, (laughs) but um, you know, being far from ideal, but we were able to get it done, you know, essentially be professionals and and stick with it, get it done. So really it's what people don't see behind the scenes, especially in a podcast video cast. You can can see what's happening in recording, but um, yeah, I, Trust me, that's probably the worst moment, but hey, that shows the determination, the grit, the grind that it takes necessary to make this all happen. So, but thankfully, you know, Mark worked with me to make it happen or else it could have been even worse. We might have missed a deadline.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I almost had to do this, the show solo. I mean, uh, I I was ready to, I was ready to Colin cowherd that show like crazy. Uh, But uh, thank God I didn't have to, Uh, you know, it's always great to have, uh, you know, Michael, I don't think people understand, you know, Michael had to take a couple of, uh, you know, trips up to to New York York state to, um, you know, attend to number one his wedding, (laughs) you know, and then, you know, Prior to his wedding, a bachelor party and then some family matters. So he his commitment was to the show and making sure that we got something out weekly um, was was very impressive. Um, And, you know, we're thankful for that. Um, My least favorite memory, you know, uh, you know, I think it's more of a little bit of a disappointment. And I'm hoping to change it this season is is I need to get to a game i need to awesome experience time. right like i need to experience this you know in, in live and i think you know you can get a lot from tv and i'm used to going to football games you know i've coached in games and being out in the weather and you know it starts off in august and it's hot and you know and a lot of division three you know you got artificial turf you know the sports turf and things like that it gets hotter on that and then all of a sudden it's november and it's raining snowy and windy and and it might snow so um you know i don't miss that part of the football but you know there are some teams that play indoors uh, or in nice weather that uh you know i can make it to so i'm a little disappointed in that but you know i'm trying to once the schedule comes out and we understand where they're at, I think um, hopefully that'll change this year and I'll get to experience that because I think, I think that's what I'm missing, you know, and I think that'd be a great thing to be able to to talk about.
0: Yeah. I think I went to a total of six, maybe seven because I went to the, 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 but Southern divisional championship as well as the championship. I mean, every game was awesome. Uh, very humbling. My first experience, I had tickets. I didn't really expect to get in as media. Ended up working out. Um, and after that, my whole uh, viewpoint from the game has changed. I used to be a coach, too, prior. Nowhere near as amount of experience you have, but middle school, high school coach, um, probably like a total of seven or eight years. Uh, but, I mean yes you need to attend next time next year hook up with a a team the closest team you can do and and go because it's a great time you meet some great people i networked with so many awesome individuals that um those experiences can't be forgotten so yeah please please attend hope to see you at one we should try to schedule one out where we all meet up that would be epic that'd be awesome
2: Uh, uh, you know i I want to hit a Battle Hawks game. I'm, I, you know, go big or go home right away. Right. And, um, I even if I have to sit in the nosebleeds, I will do it. Um, I don't, you know, I I, I can watch a game from anywhere, you know, uh, uh, but, uh, I think that would be a great experience. It's probably the closest one to me. Uh, but it'd be great to, to see San Antonio and see the difference a little bit too. Um, when you get a chance to do that, but I, I, you know, hopefully that that'll change this year.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, uh, guys, in terms of both of you, uh, and the show, I guess, Michael, you can go ahead and start any plans for the future. I mean, what is, are we looking at anything for the show or you personally in, in terms of XFL?
1: You know, I, you always think of what could be next. Is there, there's nothing really in motion on it. But you know, everyone's got a video cast, so there's always that possibility. But then it comes down to uh for those that don't know, I was not a podcaster, didn't know how to do it. I had a, you know, I'm soft taught on everything, digging into what platforms and software and all that stuff. So now if I want to really get into the video casting thing, um that would take some more time because I just don't um part of my language half ass anything. So <laughs> And, but, you know, the other thing is it's a discussion because guys like Mark might not want want to continue to leave it so we can edit it as much as we want. Like I said, that's not the most exciting part about it, but, you know, it (laughs) does make things a little bit easier, especially if you want to retake a segment. Not not that it happens that often, but, you know, when you're not live, you know, you do have a little bit more um, (laughs) flexibility, I guess. Yeah,
0: no doubt. The, I, I, this is what be the fourth episode live and everyone's a learning experience. And if at the end of the day, sometimes the internet just does not cooperate or the individual yeah. that you're talking to doesn't cooperate. Um my goal, and I gotta quit saying um too. That's another goal. <laughs> my goal is to just get the message across, whether even if I have to use a phone. So that's that's what we'll go to. My new spot should have better internet though. So I'm looking up there. There you go uh but yeah man if you need help with anything let me know like i said this is an experience for me too uh but i'll tell you personally i think this live stream is much easier than the way i was doing it before much less time involved uh much much easily much more easily organized so that's just my opinion though this is enjoyable as well i know i didn't have that many people listening and streaming and now it's kind of blew up nothing big but compared to what it was so Mark, what do you think? You got any plans?
2: Well, you, Michael they... keeps asking, you know, you know, Michael keeps asking if, if I'm gonna, you know, be you know contributing again next season. Uh, you know, I gotta see if I have the time with the with the family and all. Uh, because you, you gotta watch the games, you know, right? And you wanna listen to the commentary too, so you can't just watch it on you know 2x speed or anything like that because you want to hear what people are saying and be able to respond to those things. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful. Um, I, I really enjoy doing it. And, you know, this is uh, you know, this is my first live event, you know, so this, this is a new to me and, and, you know, I kind of like it. I think it's kind of (laughs) nice, you know, a little bit, Uh, you know, the other thing too, is, is Michael's always encouraged me a little bit to, to put myself out there a little bit. Right. And to, uh, you know, get out there on social media a little bit more and, and talk. And so I think one of the things that would be nice is, you know, obviously, as like I said, going to a game, it'd be nice to share that experience with people. And then also, you know, you know, doing maybe some, some more, you know, um, content during, during the games you know uh what platform that's on you know next year we don't know you know (laughs) when it comes to that but i i think i get a good response during the live games of commenting if i can watch it live um you know about like either coaching decisions or or you know something that may you know happen that could could bite them you know in the future so i i think that's you know for for myself it's just kind of taking those steps a little bit and uh you know, looking forward to it though, but I'm looking forward to the season two and uh, of 3.0 and 2024 here. So,
0: same, same. I, I understand everything you're saying there as well. I think once you go to the game as media, it's gonna, it's gonna, it, it's a little different. And you're in this, this just pool of great individuals who are sharing and you're talking. I mean, it's just like being in a coaching office almost, you know, uh, oh, yeah. very similar, except everyone's there for that team. Guys, that's about wraps it up for me. I mean, anything you guys want to mention or say before um, socials? Go ahead and throw your channels out. Whatever you got.
1: Go ahead, Mark.
2: All right. So you follow me on Twitter. Twitter, sorry, uh, at uh, Mark underscore Hallbach, and then also on Threads at Mark underscore Hallbach. So uh, you know, uh, look at me branching out.
1: There you Man, go. I'm, I haven't
0: even branched out the thread yet. Me Mark, either. Not yet. I got two
1: Already ahead of us. That's awesome. Mark. <laughs> at, that's awesome. Next oh, week he's gonna have his own video. Watch, watch there
0: you
2: There you go. There you go. Uh,
1: well the show is at player54 podcast, and mine um handle is uh at XFL Mike, and that's on Twitter and Instagram. We don't do a whole lot on Instagram, but uh we're on Facebook as well. You just look us up player future podcast it's we're not that difficult yeah i'll have the links in the in the notes of description so they can click
0: that easily if, if appreciate school, it so no problem uh appreciate you guys for coming on this has been great really good conversation and like i said we should next next season we should definitely plan to meet up somewhere I, regardless of where it's at um i don't know that san antonio was really nice that championship game just to fyi uh, it's a good time very, as a media, you're in the stadium and in it. So it's pretty nice. But anyway, guys, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you creating positive content for the league and just carrying on this message of opportunity and being a player, player 54.
1: Well, we appreciate the opportunity. I know I'm speaking for Mark as well, but you know, it, it's not every day you get to go on other shows. Uh, I know I've been on a few other, but um, it's always it's always a pleasure. So thank you.
2: Yeah, thanks Matt for reaching out and and having us. It's uh this has been a lot of fun.
0: Thank you guys very much. Um, look forward to speaking with you more and uh collaborating some in the future.
1: All right. Until next time.
0: <laughs> Until next time, fellas. Have a great night. You as well. You now. Hey, I want to say big thanks to XFL board as well as the XFL and Ambush Sports. So appreciate all those channels. Thank you guys. Good night.